This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the August 1st, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters. After Biden's two-hour phone call with China's leader Xi last week, the White House said that the president raised concerns about, quote, forced labor and ethnic genocide in China, end quote, per the linked Fox News article by Tim- Timothy Narazi. The Chinese Ministry of Foreign Affairs called this misinformation and said it never happened. I googled the details in, in CNN, crickets. I googled the details in MSNBC, and again, crickets. Don't you think China calling the President of the United States a liar over claims of discussing slavery and genocide worthy of a story? NATO peacekeeping forces were established in Kosovo in 1999. Tensions are mounting due to a Kosovo government regulation that says Serbian IDs won't be enough in Kosovo and a temporary ID will be needed. I don't understand Kosovo or Serbia. I think Kosovo is part of Serbia, but does not want to be and prefers to be a bit autonomous. Hence the need for NATO peacekeepers. On this issue, I have no idea who is right, and it seems like a stupid reason to get pissy with each other. And the last time they fought, it got ugly. We don't need any more ugly. The United Kingdom's Women's Rugby League will only allow women to play who were female at birth. Get in a time machine and read that one to people 20 years ago, or 5 years ago. I think they would say, duh. Moving on, but not too far. Speaking of transgender, let's talk federal funding of school lunches for the poor. According to the linked article in Yahoo, but it seems to be from the Sioux Falls Argus Leader and written by Annie Todd, the U.S. Department of Education and the U.S. Department of Agriculture have teamed up to propose, quote, rules from the USDA that would limit the amount of money public schools receive if they prohibit transgender children from participating in sports or using the bathroom of their choice, end quote. Per the article, quote, in the proposal, K-12 schools would be at risk of losing federal funding for free and reduced lunches if they don't abide by LGBTQ inclusivity policies, end quote. Let me emphasize, losing federal funding for food for the poor. The article says the law has not been finalized and is open for public comment. Yes, I think I will comment. I'm focusing on the sports part of this. I don't have an issue if a girl wants to compete with the boys. Hell, she shouldn't even have to say she's a boy. I have a problem with a boy competing with the girls. Call me old-fashioned. I'm sure most of the female athletes can kick my ass, but I'm not an athlete. I never was an athlete. I was just big. I also have a problem with what goes with it. We shower after practice and after games. In reading about Leah Thomas, the transgender swimmer for Pennsylvania, she had not fully transitioned, if you know what I mean by fully, and was showering with the females. One female said it was uncomfortable to be in the locker room with a person who had the junk one would normally associate with men. By this federally proposed law, that experience would move down to high school girls, or even middle schoolers. Do we seriously think this is good? In an attempt to worship at the altar of LGBTQIA+, 
our federal government is threatening to withhold tax dollars that would normally be returned to the people via free or reduced lunch money unless states comply with the wishes of our betters within the federal government. We won't feed poor kids unless boys who say they are girls can compete with and shower with girls. Don't tell me this is a choice for the state government. Yes, I know it's a choice, but it's a bad idea to allow the federal government to take your money and only return it if you do what they want. Would that technique be applauded if a right-wing federal government would only pay for things in a state if the state passed a law prohibiting abortion? I think you know the answer. I dwell on subjects like this because it is a clear example of governmental overreach. Often the governmental overreach is subtle. Or yeah, but it makes sense this time. Just this time. Nah, government should back off. Last week I reviewed the talking points of the Inflation Reduction Act, negotiated by Senator Manchin and Senator Schumer. A few additional comments on the Inflation Reduction Act. Point one. Does the Inflation Reduction Act reduce inflation? The Wharton School has a study out that says early on there would be a very slight increase in inflation and later a slight decrease in inflation. And the effects are so small as to be indistinguishable from zero. I think the Inflation Reduction Act should reduce inflation. Fox News' Brett Baer asked Senator Joe Manchin about a previous spending bill that was called the American Rescue Plan that Manchin had said would not increase inflation. Brett Baer asked, quote, Why should Americans believe you now when you say this new bill will not exacerbate inflation? End quote. Manchin responded, quote, I'll make sure I don't make that mistake again. End quote. Ooh, that makes me confident. Two senators negotiated this bill. One was the Senate Majority Leader. Reports are that Senator Sinema from Arizona may not support the bill, so maybe this bill won't pass. Lastly, why don't we do these things in committee? Throw a bone to the minority and let them have some influence. The minority that has 50 senators, the same number of senators as the majority. Buzz Hollander, MD, has a fascinating post titled, Was Tom Cruise Right About Antidepressants? Tom got kind of pissy with Matt Lauer over antidepressants and said, quote, There was no such thing as a chemical imbalance in the body, end quote. Cruz was mocked for that, and I think Matt Lauer got kind of, I know better, in his interview with Cruz. Many things about Cruz are mockable, but maybe not this one. Dr. Hollander quotes a paper in Nature that says, quote, The huge research effort based on the serotonin hypothesis has not produced convincing evidence of a biochemical basis to depression, end quote. The doctor says this was not a surprise, that the study was an umbrella study that echoed research over the last few years. The good doctor goes on to look at data on the efficacy of SSRIs, fancy word for serotonin medication, I think, and it is not pretty. But he says there are a few alternatives. He does seem to prefer supplements like St. John's Wort, which have limited effect efficacy shown by research, but that seems to be true for the prescription drugs as well. A very interesting read. Bill Russell died at the age of 88. Some argue that he was the greatest basketball player in history. He was a five-time NBA Most Valuable Player and led the Celtics to 11 championships in 13 years. As a high schooler, he was virtually ignored by colleges. San Francisco College took a chance and offered him a scholarship. 
he led them to two NCAA championships. Some say that Russell redefined the center position, but I don't think that is right. Redefined to me means that others followed his example. He was unique, with a strong emphasis on the defensive end and rebounding, and not so much on offense. With his death, one former teacher of mine commented that he did not care for the Michael Jordan versus LeBron James GOAT conversation because Bill Russell was the GOAT, greatest of all time, as he led the Celtics to 11 championships in 13 years. I struggle with that because when Russell played, there was only about 10 teams. There are about 30 now. Still, Russell was a great player, a great competitor, a smart man, and a gentleman. He will be missed. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know. And rate it. Please rate it.